Good afternoon and welcome to the Across the Line podcast. My name is Liam Mickle. I'm David Peters. I'm Caden Hunter. I'm John Herf. And we will be discussing today um, just kind of the state of which our team's um, free agency has been going. Um, as you know, time of the recording, it's about a week in the free agency, if, if I'm correct here. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, I'd say. So a lot of a lot of moves. We had a couple of trades. I wouldn't say as much trades as just like straight up signings and moves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of one of those. But yeah, um, pretty notable ones though. And I will say this has definitely been the biggest quarterback carousel in NFL history in an offseason. Yep. Mm-hmm. I it's insane. It's gotta be close to half of the starting quarterbacks changing, right? It's gotta be getting close to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe. But yeah, again, that, that just shapes the NFL in a different way, keeps fans interested. Um, so yeah, um, like to start off. Let's start off with the Chicago Bears. Uh, we got two Chicago Bears fans, John and David. Yep. Um, so free agency wise, the Bears deal with Larry Ogunjobi fell through because he couldn't pass his physical. But uh, he couldn't pass his physical because he had, uh, just recently had major surgery for the injury that he sustained. The Bears, in turn, with that money that they saved from not signing Larry Ogunjobi, signed um, Justin Jones, D-tackle, from the uh, L.A. Chargers, and uh, and full, fullback Kair uh, Blassengame. <laughs> I looked I, I watched some tape on him. He is uh he's a true fullback, which I'm excited for because I love fullbacks and I think the Bears will benefit greatly from that instead of having a six five tight end play fullback. You need a fullback who's uh who's short and can get leverage on these bigger guys. You're not getting that from a six five tight end. So he's can pretty- I can I bring up a point here that we can kind of discuss? Yeah. So do you or do you not? like the fullback position, like in today's NFL. Now, fullback position is the guy that kind of plays. So you have the I formation uh-huh. um, where you have a, a traditional single back formation. You just have one running back. The I formation is when you have a fullback come in, line up behind the quarterback, but in front of the, in front of the running back, he adds a, a different like layer of blocking and yep. he could also get the ball as well too. It's, it's more of kind of like up until like the early 2000s, Kind of like 2014-ish. I mean, the, the Niners still run the I formationals every play, but do you guys like that in this, like, day and age in the NFL? I love it. Yeah, love it. It's uh, it's definitely a nice change of pace from how pass-heavy the NFL has become. And fullback is still one of my favorite positions because you talk about the O-line being uh, – one of the most important positions in football. The fullback is one of the hardest positions playing football. You're just lining up there and you know, 90% of the time you're not getting the ball. So you just have to just run downhill and collide with these six, five, 300 pound D tackles. So that's a tough it, position to play. It, it, it kind of, to me is like kind of like the middle linebacker of the, of the offense of the, of, of the offense. But I feel like that's more kind of turning into the tight end. I feel like, uh-huh. cause because the our the Woodstock Blue Streak, our fullback is kind of we call it the H back. Yeah. Where he, he's kind of like a wing instead. That's kind of more of a traditional like spread offense. Um, I know Woodstock North has a fullback 
Marion doesn't yeah, run a fullback. The main running back is our fullback. Yeah. Marion doesn't That's run a fullback. We run a, a spread. You guys uh, have a wing back at all? Uh, we do have a wing back, but he is uh, he's 5'9", 170 pounds, so he's not really a fullback build. Yeah, yeah it, it just adds another element in the spread offense to yeah. kind of to force them to kind of load the box up a little bit. But you could also do that with tight end. But yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up. I don't. So you have a new head coach, probably a new offense. So maybe, yep. maybe looking to see some more offset eye eye formations next season. I would love, I would love for us to utilize a fullback because Blasting Game's entire role with the Titans was it was a fake handoff to Derrick Henry, and he'd run a little like one yard drag right in front of the line of scrimmage and just dump it off to him again, like five yards. He's really tough to bring down and he's just a really solid downhill runner. Yeah. And the bears got him for dirt cheap too. So mm-hmm. not wasting too much. Money. I think, I think the problem with that, you got to establish the run game first, but uh-huh. yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. So yep. yeah, continue. Uh, Byron Pringle and uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Brown. You want to tell us where those guys are from? Uh, Byron Pringle is a wide receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs, and Equinemius St. Brown is a former Packers and former Notre Dame wide receiver. Uh, I love Byron Pringle because the Chiefs wide receiver, uh, like the wide receiver depth is so deep that Pringle is just like buried in there as like a wide receiver five or four, when in reality he can be a solid wide receiver three. And he's more, he's more of like a punt return type guy. And I love it. I love the signing. We got him for dirt cheap too. We got Equinemius St. Brown for dirt cheap, which is nice. It's a rebuild. You're not looking to spend too much money. Did I just see you say next year is a rebuild? No, I said, I said this year, I said this year is more of a rebuild. I thought it was a retooling. It's it's, it depends. It depends. Uh, Really, what Poles does in these final weeks coming up to the draft is going to determine what it's going to be. If he goes out and gets someone like J.C. Treader, this uh, the center from the Browns, it's it's more of a retooling. But if he if he doesn't and we stick with like Lucas Patrick and maybe a couple of rookie offense alignment, it, it's a rebuild. Hmm. Was David, there, I've, um, been, it, I've been talking my mouth off. You got anything to say? And I was kind of disappointed when the Yogan Joby setting didn't happen. Dude, that's a big uh, hole now in our in our uh, defense. So remind me where Ogan Joby's from. I forgot. Uh, Bengals. Yeah, he's D-tackle, tackle, right? D tackle. Yeah. Hmm. That's tough. I'm not too upset about that because we did pay a lot for. He is an elite D tackle, and we he did is. pay him elite D tackle money. But now that that falls through, that's more money to uh, shore up some depth. I'm hoping that we get some veteran corner signings to come in. And I totally forgot that the Bears had uh, Thomas Graham, the rookie uh, last year that we drafted out of Oregon. And he was pretty solid for the times that he came in. Except for the uh, Seahawks game, he got absolutely torched by DK Metcalf one play. But, well, that's a good game. There you go, K Hunt. <laughs> yeah, we're still lost, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Demir Bird. Uh, because we missed, we missed out on a lot of uh, top D linemen because of that. And nah, it's that's fine. It's it's totally fine. Uh, I I saw this post earlier of the Bears starting quarterbacks they play this year, and it is a joke. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, 
Be so careful what you say, uh, man. We play the did we play the NFC East this year? No, yeah, we played Jalen. No, we, we do play the NFC East this year. And um, Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones and uh Carson maybe, Wentz. Maybe maybe Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, maybe Tyrod. I I'd be careful what you say about the NFC East, man. Maybe I, yeah, maybe we'll play Kenny Pickett. Who knows? You're, Kenny Pickett you're talking. Eagles. You're you're uh, talking that the- Dallas offense, and you're talking the Eagles offense. You're talking <laughs> that the the Commanders defense. Oh my oh, god, that D line is insane. Yeah, uh, trust me. I know about good defenses and bad. I know about good defenses and bad offenses. No, I know, all too, I, I know that all too well. Yes, you're yeah. ta- you're talking about the former number one NFL rushing attack, man. Yeah, now with Carson mm. Wentz at the helm, if he can even stay healthy for that long. No, I'm, I'm talking about the Eagles. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Commanders. No. Uh, yeah, Eagles. Nah, I word. I just it it should be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I think if the, I I think the Eagles are more the favorites this year, the NFC East. I feel like as of right now. As of right now, I would say. I don't know. Because NFC the, East teams haven't made that many big moves. Because the biggest you know, move the, is Cow- the Cowboys, the Cowboys have left a lot of players just out because they don't have enough money to re-sign them. Yeah. Um. The, the, so they haven't made any moves. No NFC East teams no, have really made any big moves. They, the Eagles. This. Uh, we'll, we'll go over this kind of yeah. later on what the Eagles did exactly. So I just. Yeah, it's it's just interesting because like the NFC East, it's. I say it's the most competitive division in football because it is. There hasn't been a back-to-back um, NFC East champion since the 03-04 Eagles. Yeah. It's always competitive. It's never just one team dominating. So I just – you never know with the NFC East. So it's, it's just, it just depends on, like, the year. So I, I think the Giants are still going to suck next year. They do have top – they have a pick – they have pick number five and pick number seven in the draft. So that's huge for them, but – I don't see them going too far with Daniel Jones, so. Yeah. Also, the Bears did bring in Trevor Simeon for a visit today, which if he does get signed, I think that is a uh, trade of – Trevor Simeon, the GOAT. Northwestern alum. He threw a pick six to Darius Slay this year. Yeah. (laughs) That's Colton. Colton Madigan. That's his pride and joy right there. (laughs) Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. So, yeah. All right. Um – and so currently, I will say this: the Bears currently hold a cap space of twenty-five million five hundred sixteen thousand. So I definitely think one more signing is coming. One, one more big money signing is coming. So we'll we'll, we'll go we'll go over this later, David. Oh, don't yeah. don't spoil this one. So I just um, <laughs> the Bears. This is a, also a big thing. They they have a dead cap of forty-five mil. Yeah, There's that's a lot. just this, that's just this year though. Uh, that's why I definitely think I'm just, that. It's a, it's a, it's a rebuild, but it's not like a rebuild where we're gonna go like, like, two wins in the season. It's gonna be, we'll, we, will we, we can compete for second in the north probably still. You, you are talking about a, you are talking about a new head coach, a new coaching staff. We're talking about a new coaching staff. We're talking about a new regime and a GM. But I mean, you look at the pieces right now, and then you go to the draft. It, just... Yeah, and and you go to the draft what? and you add a new wide receiver. What draft? You have no draft capital. Don't give me that. Last time there was a new coach in Chicago, the Bears uh, went 12 and 4 that year. Yeah, but he was also inheriting one of the best defenses in the league yes. that year, too. The Bears well, weren't, you, weren't you guys like 10 and 6 that year? The year before? Uh, 2018 or what? 
What? No, I'm I'm thinking of when Lovey Smith got fired. Never mind. Oh, when Smith got fired. Uh, Smith got fired, and it, it was it was bound to happen because even if Smith stayed a year, he would have had a bunch of terrible contracts with a bunch of old veteran players. Yeah. All like, right. Uh, All right. And that. Enough of the Bears. Let's go to the Seahawks. K Hunt. Um, I'd say this offseason has been decent for the Seahawks. Um, so they did bring in the Wills from the Chargers outside backer. I like the siding. I think it's one of the best sightings we probably made in the free in the offseason so far. Um, he's a young linebacker who works who could work well with Jordan Brooks. They also brought in Austin Blythe, former Ram and uh, Chief, uh, to play guard, so more offensive offensive line help. And then they brought back Quanter Diggs on a good deal. I think money he definitely deserved. Um, and then they brought back uh, Will Disley. I I'm, I like that they brought him back, but I think they get, they paid him a little bit too much. Um, I mean, he he's a good he's a good running run blocking tight end, but I think they should have probably gave him a little less money. Um, and then they brought back Rashad Penny. I think he proved his worth after that season. He had after towards the end of the season, you know, he had. Um, so I think it was a good uh, resigning. And then Al Woods, another great resigning. Um, I think he also brings a lot of veteran experience to now a like, younger defense. So. Um, and then obviously we have the trade, you know, the trade requirements for the Russell Wilson trade, Drew Locke, um, Noah Fan, and Shelby Harris. I think I, I, I like Shelby Harris. I think he can also bring more force to this struggling pass rush, pass rush that we have in Seattle. And then Noah Fan, um, I, I think Noah Fan's a great, great tight end. He has a lot of potential to be a top ten tight end in the league. Um, and then Drew Locke, I don't, I mean, I don't know, um, the guy I like. I've been I've been reading a lot about Drew Locke about what he's been saying and he's I think he has a positive mindset you know um, he's looking for a fresh start which is you know good for him um, and he knows he knows he needs to be better so that's a good thing um, so I mean we'll see what happens left but uh, that's pretty much it for to see it if he got business so far. Yeah, it's it's a good overview of the Seahawks um, and yeah. currently the Seahawks hold the number ninth pick in the NFL draft so you have some. Something to look forward to there to add to your team yeah. if you don't sign anyone else in the free agency. So yeah, yeah. Um, currently, but, the Seattle Seahawks have sixteen and a half million dollars in cap space. So yeah, that's probably my that's, thing, that's about middle of the pack for. Oh, yeah. go ahead, sir. But my thing is that I don't know what their plan is like going forward. Is that if they want to still compete next year, or are they trying to like rebuild? Like I, I don't know. Like I don't really know what. Like they like they haven't announced like what their like what their next move is, which which I don't understand. Like, like are they going to rebuild or are they, are they going to try and compete yeah. this this upcoming season? Yeah. So we'll um we'll go over kind of what our like what kind of vision we want our teams to go after on the next mm-hmm. section. So, um all right. So last but not least, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm not I'm not mad about the off season we've had so far. Um. We re-signed Boston Scott to a one-year deal, running back. He had seven rushing touchdowns last year. That's that's pretty decent for a running back. Um, we re-signed safety Anthony Harris to a one-year deal. Um, again, I kind of I would have preferred um, Rodney McLeod, honestly, but he's still a free agent. Maybe that means we're signing Tyron Matt or trying to get Tyron Matthew or trying to draft Kyle Hamilton or something, leaving that safety spot. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind Anthony Harris. He's a veteran. Um, nothing special, but it's it's good. It's a good one-year signing. Um, the Eagles 
um, released and then signed Fletcher Cox. Um, that was that was a good move on their part. Um, save I think five million cap space just by doing that. Just five million, which is a lot of money. Um, we also re-signed Jason Kelsey to one year deal. This is definitely his last year in the NFL. Um, and then big, th- those are kind of in-house re-signings. Um, the outside, we had two of them. So we, first day of free agency, the Eagles signed edge rusher dash linebacker, Hassan Reddick, um, former Temple um, alumni. Um, and he played in Carolina and Arizona. Um, three years, 45 mil, um, really good signing. Um, he's, he's, I think he's top three in the NFC the past three years in sacks. Um, so that that's that's an amazing signing, especially on the first day. And then lastly, we signed Colts wide receiver Zach Pascal. Um, again, a good wide receiver, two, three kind of guy. Um, I just I think we'll we'll go over this later. But yeah, I I, I like the free agency we've had. I think Howie's up to something because the Eagles currently have about twenty five million in cap space. So a lot you could do with that. So hold three first round picks so yeah we shall see all right moving on to the next part let's go back to the bears so we're going to be talking if let's say we're the gms and what we'd like to do here in the rest of free agency dash draft you don't have to get too in depth about the draft just kind of be basic about it so yeah want to start off with the bears all right so in free agency on the bears do a bolster of that secondary very weak last year uh I just think, you know, the rest of free agency should be spent, you know, like I'm more so on safety and a uh sec and a CB2. So I just don't even go back out there with uh Kendall Vildor again because that, that was bad. So what, what kind of safety and corners do you think you can get? I want Tyran Matthew. I've said this multiple times. Yeah, he's go big. He's only 29 and I think pairing him up across from uh, Eddie Jackson would be huge. Hmm. John, you got anything you want to add? Yeah. Uh, instead of going for Tyron Matthew, I would say you save the money. Like I said before, go after uh, J.C. Treader, that's center from um, Cleveland, and look towards the draft for a corner or a safety because uh, – it is looking like, as of right now, and big boards and draft predictions that Jalen Petre will fall down to the Bears, who is a from Baylor. He's a solid corner, and I think you pair Jalen Petre and Jalen Johnson together. That's a good combination. Uh, look into a safety because uh, right now the only uh, other safety besides Eddie Jacks on the roster is uh, DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, I would say go after McLeod from the Eagles. I can't remember his first name. Rodney but, McLeod. Yeah, that that that's a che- that could be a cheap signing, and it's not gonna you know break the bank like Tyron Matthew would. So, I would say that uh, J.C. Treader, the center, uh, McLeod from the Eagles, and Jalen Petrie in a draft, and then of course later look for a wide receiver, maybe a Christian Watson with pick seventy one. That's all I got. Okay, so kind of not – David's more secondary. John's yep. more kind of center, then go secondary. So, um, all right. K-Hut, what – so I will say this. Today was um, K 
Kenny Pickett and um, Malik Willis's pro day. A lot of impressive stuff. I don't know how much that'll help. That really helped their draft stock. Those two specifically. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the Seahawks want to do with that. So can't take it away. But I feel uh, so. I, I think what Seattle should do, obviously, with not having a lot of cap space right now, is that they should probably restructure some people's contracts and go after offensive line, maybe D line, maybe even linebacker. And then I think they should take Willis in the draft. I I'm very impressed with with with. I was impressed by his his pro day, and I feel like you take you, you take him in, you have him develop for a year. You know, obviously, you you know, yeah, you, you have him develop for a year. And you go all big next offseason, and you, and you get him get him help, and then you have him, you know, you ride with Willis all the way through. So that's where I'm at right now with Seattle. Um, yeah, I don't have much. That's it. So if you were to take the two, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, who are you taking? I'd probably take Willis, I'd say. Malik Willis. I think he kind of yeah. reminds me of Russell Wilson a little bit. Yeah. I just I, – I, like I like the mobility. You know, I feel like also, like – you don't probably have to have like a, a perfect offensive line because that's what happened with Russ. I mean, you Russ was able to escape the pocket and you didn't have the best offensive line in the world, but you have Willis too. And you don't have to have like, you're going to have like a, the best offensive line. You can have it be good enough and you can still do things. So, um, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. I personally, like, I think you guys should get a quarterback this draft. I, I like, yeah. I, I like what you're thinking with Malik Willis. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Alrighty. Um, the Eagles. Um, I think honestly, we gotta kind of just chillax here with free agency. Um, maybe see if you can get Tyron Matthew or Julio Jones. If you can't get those two, you got the three first round picks. I really think if we add um either Drake London, Traylon Burks, James Williams, Chris Olave, or Garrett Wilson to this offense now with Pascal. Quez Watkins and Devontae Smith. I think that's a good receiving core. Um, I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, uh, yeah it's not bad. I think uh, – I don't know. It wouldn't be bad if the Eagles went after like a like a receiver like late, maybe second round. Late, like not, uh, not late, early second round maybe. Another receiver. John, John, what do you think? In all honesty, I, I, I really do I see know. the Eagles going quarterback first round, and that's not just yes, to make wow. you mad. But no, so what, what's what's interesting about what John's saying is that we have shown a lot of interest in Kenny Pickett, which is weird. I don't, I don't get mm. that. So yeah. our GM, our own GM, during the season went to watch the North Carolina versus Pittsburgh game, which may I remind you also had Sam Howell at quarterback for. Um, North Carolina, um, and our quarterbacks coach Brian Johnson took Kenny Pickett out to dinner last night. I just so I <laughs> it, it it blow. Okay, what I will say, if we're gonna draft a quarterback in round one, this is the year to do it. Because again, we have three for not saying that we should, but again, we have two other picks. But again, it that just makes no sense because you got Minshew as well too. So I mean. Really doesn't make too much sense, yeah. but I think I I just again Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback. I just I don't think we need him. Yeah, use it on something else. So yeah, I think the Eagles should be drafting a wide receiver now, 
And the sucky thing is, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this in the podcast, um, David Ajabo tore Achilles. So that was kind of our shoe-in pick, like kind of a guarantee we're getting them. But now I don't think I don't think we go after edge. I think unless George Karlaftis is available, I think Trayvon we look Walker, at – You don't think? I, I think Trayvon Walker is going to go – I think our next mock draft is I, – I have some notes for it. Trayvon Walker's is projected to go top five now. Wow. Hmm. He's he's been rising through the ranks. It's insane. Um. So yeah, I think Eagles three first round picks got to get a wide receiver. Um. If you can, I wouldn't be mad if we trade up and got Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Um. I think just kind of a once in a generation type talent in Kyle Hamilton. Um. They said he's like Jamal Adams with coverage skills. Which I, I again, I'm not ripping on Jamal Adams. I think I, I think Jamal Adams is a good safety, but I just I think if you watch Kyle Hamilton's film, he's really good. He has so he has such good speed. He, he he's a, he's, a, he's a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk too, and he's he's still with development. His tackling needs some work. Um, yeah, but he but can I know hit. I know I I know you're a Notre Dame guy. Mm-hmm. He he can Kyle Hamilton can hit. He is mm-hmm. like uh he's Jamal at he's like. He has Jamal Adams like, po- like power with like trucking people, with like, uh, with like a Tyron Matthew Eddie Jackson kind of coverage. He's yeah, he's a perfect mix. And and, and he he's still got work to do, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I agree. I think again that gives us a safety for the next four to five years. Yeah, maybe it's worth trading up to getting him. But I again like, it's probably not going to happen. But and then also we need linebackers. I. I would not be mad if we got Bobby Wagner in free agency, but I think either Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd. So, and yes, I did tell that to Howie and Nick Sirianni and the Eagles front office, um, personally myself. That is not a made up story to all the listeners. I did say that to them and they gave me a thumbs up. So, yeah. So that's confirmed that it's going to happen. It's going to happen now. Cause Hey, the, um, the Russell Wilson trade did happen. Yeah, I know. After all that. So, yeah. Um, any other free agency news or just news in general with the NFL, David? Well, Teron Armstead signed a five-year, uh, $87.5 million deal with the Dolphins today. Mm-hmm. The tackle yeah. from Saints. Saints. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's good. Matt that Ryan got traded to the Colts. I don't know if we talked about that. For a third-round pick, that was – yeah, and uh, Max Maria went to the Falcons on a two-year deal. Uh, Mariota's getting his shot again. Love it. Mm-hmm. I like Marcus Me Mariota. Me too. So I feel like our next episode could be another mock draft, but I we haven't fully discussed that. But I know um, for agency, there's still notable notable players still left. But I think we kind of have a clear picture on what teams are actually need now in the draft. Kind of after free agency. Yeah. Because, you know, like, it's hard to tell before, like, free agency what who teams are going to get and stuff. So, yeah. So, I'm excited. Um, Anything else that you guys wanted to talk about? Or what do we think Baker Mayfield's going to go for? Hmm. Seahawks. Maybe Panthers. Wait, no, I'm not where. Like, what kind of what's, – what's, what's the uh, return going to be like? Oh, uh. Second, 
Uh, I think teams are going to take his contract. I think seconds of a stretch. That's yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah. Because didn't they sign um, Jacoby Brissett? Shoot, what's his name? Yes, Jacoby Brissett. Yep. We talked about the Watson trade, right? Yes, we did. Um, Deshaun Watson traded the Cleveland Browns. Um, they feel big, big field. Nah, I, I really don't. So, um, it's really just about it. Um, I don't think there really is too much going on in the NFL land as of right now. It's, it's kind of settled down. There's still yeah. some notable free agencies left in Tyron Matthew. Um, I think Julio Jones is still available. Yeah. Akeem Hicks is still available. Akeem Hicks, Bobby Wagner is still available. Oh, yeah, Bobby Wagner is still available. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yep. So teams are up to something. Um, yeah, the team with the highest cap space is the Panthers at 29 million. Team with the lowest is the Titans with negative 3 million. Wow. Uh... <laughs> Listen to this stat. The, the, where are they at? The Falcons have a $62 million dead cap hit this year. From Matt Ryan, right? Matt Ryan and I think someone else. Probably Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, that's kind of like the same thing as the uh, Khalil Mack thing. The Colts are taking his entire contract after this year. So they're going to have a lot of money to work with. So what's interesting, I, I clicked 2023. Guess who's the top of the list? Or what? The cap space. Oh, the cap next space. Year. Bears. Bears. Hundred and twenty-seven million. Yep. Now part of the um twenty-five million is still part from this year, which that's probably gonna go towards something. So something. you're probably looking at you're probably looking at around a hundred mil under a hundred million. Also also the draft too. You still gotta sign rookies and stuff. So yeah. my question is the, go do ahead, the go Bears sign uh Dave on grammar. Is that going to be a, a shoe in or does it, no. it depends it's on this year? Yeah. You never there's a lot a of good running back more than $4 million. No, and you never sign a running back. Um, You never re-sign a running back like mm-hmm. to a multiple year deal. Well, it depends. Yeah. It depends on how much money. Yeah, it depends. It's like Miles like Sanders. Alvin Kamara, yeah. That was Alvin Kamara and Derek Is that who you're going to play next year? Kamara? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No idea. But I mean, like Derrick Henry, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. There aren't, yeah, there aren't many running backs I would pay big money for. I think it's Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor are the only two that I really yeah. think. Um, yeah. And it's CMC yeah. extension, though, too. And, then he... and, and even still, like Derrick Henry, look at that Titans offense without him. I mean, mm-hmm. didn't really skip a beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't imagine what it would have been like with him, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were on a roll. Dude came back and played with a, uh, a steel plate in his foot. That was crazy hearing that. That was insane. I thought, um, and then again, like the Colts, five years in a row with a different starting quarterback week one. That's insane. Yeah, this is like another. Phillip, yeah. This is a Philip Rivers 2.0. One fact, yeah, this is the seventh straight year that the Colts have not started the same uh, QB week one. See, mm-hmm. not even the Bears have that bad of a stat. No. <laughs> Wait, okay. Who was your starter week one this year? Dalton. Uh, Dalton. Who was it last year? Trubisky. Trubisky. Okay. 
So you're looking at three straight years here with a different starting quarterback. Only three, yeah. This is going to be – it's going to be a – that's still not that bad. What have you had? You had uh, Wentz. 2016 through uh, – so, yeah. so in 2018, he still had his full recovered. His full 2018. For, 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 yeah, because he, he started week one and week mm-hmm. two, but I mean yeah. – he didn't. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. There you go. Yeah. That was just, man, weird times when the Eagles had Wentz. It, it really was. Yep. So. It's time for his revenge. Yeah. He's um, a commander now. No, screw <laughs> that guy now. <laughs> I wish him well, but we're going to destroy him two times a year. You imagine I, you guys to be awesome. I want that I want that game to be opening night. Wentz, Wentz at um at Philadelphia. That'd be great. <laughs> that might be a primetime game. Yeah, the Eagles had zero Sunday night football games last year. Yeah, the Bears Seattle's had a couple. Be, Seattle is going to be definitely prime time. We don't oh. talk about the Bears' two Sunday night football games last year. Or the Monday night game. Or the Monday night game. Wait, what was your second Sun? Oh, the Packers game. <laughs> yeah, first one was oh, yeah. the Rams. The Rams we could have won, won that game. That made me mad. As soon as you saw Matt Nagy say, I'm having so much fun, you knew it was over. Yep. But the Jags have played. Hang on. The Jags have never played. Hang on. They I can't I, I can't remember the last time the Jags played on Sunday night football. Yeah, because it was well, so bad. Same with the Jets, too. Yeah. I I think I remember seeing a stat they've like either never done it or it's been like a very long time. Yeah. So that that's just crazy because like Remember they switch it up pretty well. Remember the Lions. I mean, when the Lions play, the Lions, the Lions play, play Thanksgiving night. every year though. So that's oh, yeah, second that's prime time. It's, it's a classic. Yeah. It's the Lions beatdown every year. It's awesome because they usually play the Bears. <laughs> and it's great. You guys won by like one point. What do you mean a giant? A Are they? Lions we have beaten the Lions on yeah. Thanksgiving like probably four times in a row. It's not a beatdown. You beat them by. You beat them on a game-winning field goal. It's great stuff. They usually get their asses kicked every year. Yeah. Funny stuff. You guys are funny. So, yeah. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Getting close to that draft, I'm really excited for this year's draft. So, I just – I'm getting – it's starting to come a little more clear. Um, we got to get together for the draft. Yeah, about a month away. Um, so, yeah. This is the Across the Line Podcast signing up.